What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing today? Welcome to the People Like Me podcast. So um, today is going to be awesome. Uh, the subject, or I guess the topic of this podcast today, eh, has to do with guests. Yes, not guests as in you're guessing something, but guests. Uh, a house guest, you know, you inviting people to be a guest at your home or um, at a different space or venue where you may be hosting or you being invited. So um, this may not seem like, you know, a, a good hot topic, but trust me. OK, I've been waiting to talk about this for a good little while and <laughs> I was just like, well, you know, sometimes you talk about certain things and people get offended, but you know what? Who gives a shit? This is my podcast and I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. So let's jump right into it, starting off with our vibe check. All right. How's everyone doing today? Um, how are you feeling? You know, um, how are you vibrating when you got up this morning? Were you happy? Were you a little down, a little melancholy? Were you really not even sure how the fuck you was feeling today? Um, that's okay, too. You know, I just really want to do a mental check-in. I want to know how you're feeling. If you haven't done that for today, like, just sit and think for a minute. How am I feeling? Am I good today? Am I not? Am I still bothered and affected by anything else that took place yesterday or, you know, in the past? Like, how are you vibrating today? Are you okay, basically? And um, for me, I'm doing all right. Um, I am currently, I'm just going to keep it real. My podcast is about being real and being open and as honest and vulnerable as possible with my audience. I'm currently um, coping and managing. I'll say managing. I'm currently managing um, a spout with depression at the moment. I say managing and I'm not dealing with it and I'm not like coping or um, suffering and none of that stuff because I've, I'm not, I don't suffer from depression anymore. I understand that, you know, when it comes to our mental health, depression, bipolar, whatever the, your situation may be, you know, be it angry. Sometimes we have anger problems. Sometimes we're really defensive if it's clinical or not, whatever the thing may be, it's very similar to addiction um, in the sense of like, if you're an alcoholic, you, you're deemed like you're just an alcoholic for the rest of your life because you are addicted to the alcohol. However, you learn to live without, a, without it. You feel, you know, and you understand that your life is way more better without that substance. And so, and only, and I'm speaking from me, um, the great thing about we are, everyone being so different is that we have all different experiences. And sometimes my experience may have been the same as yours until recently, you know, with the, the depression or whatever. So for me, I'm in a position now where I manage my depression. You know, I don't let that bitch get me. You know, once I realize what's going on and where I am, 
I don't hold back. I don't hold my emotions back. If I'm sad, I'm sad. If I need to cry, I'm fucking crying. Um, lately and recently this go around, I've noticed I have experienced that numbness. I'm not really here for the numbness. I don't like that. I'm a human being. I'm electric. I'm alive. I'm energy. I'm spirit. I don't like feeling numb and not being able to tap in and, and like cry. I like literally had to listen to music to get that stuff out of me, to purge that. And then, you know, I sit with it and I figure out why are these symptoms here? Why is this depression showing up now? Like, what's the root of this? And, and I sit with it and I, I dissect it and I give my permission. I give myself permission to deal with it as best as I can. You know, um, it's here. I can't pretend like it's not here because obviously there are issues that invite in this fucking depression into my fucking life. But I notice, especially this go around, when I dug down deep into it, it's like I'm not super sad. I'm not super like, oh my gosh, I want to jump off a bridge and kill myself. It's like the shit that is fucking with me, when I follow the fucking trail of crumbs, it all leads back to the same shit that's probably wrong with everyone else as a collective on this planet. You know, we live in a world where shit is just systemically put in place, you know, policies and, and rules and regulations to ensure that only a very small fraction of people on this planet will be able to legally and rightfully, without any issue, pursue their fucking happiness, okay? And their dreams and their purposes on this planet. So those few people are there and then you have the other people who are like fortunate enough and blessed enough to like make it through the cracks like they made it through the other people trying to hold majority of the world down so those are sometimes people who are like oh well i did it i had to struggle for everything i have and blah 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 yeah but you struggled but your family gave you everything. <laughs> like, I get it. I'll never take away from someone's struggle because I can't pass a training for you. I can't go to work for you. I can't go to college and get that degree for you. You did that. So you did put your hard work in. But there's a difference between someone living below the poverty line, okay, that is somehow managed. This this the ones when people really got their foot on your back and don't want you to do shit, you know? It's, it's a difference between a person who was born into a privilege even if you were brought up by a single mom, you know, even if you didn't have both parents, maybe your father died, maybe your mom died. It's a difference between someone who has came through the mud like a lotus flower, risen through the ashes like a phoenix, you understand, to like come out and like make it. And then what's sad is some of those people who ain't never had a pot to piss in in their fucking life make it and then they just forget that they weren't supposed to make it according to the motherfuckers that run the world, you know? And they're just like, oh, well, kiss my ass. I'm a Republican or some bullshit like that. So anyway, that's not what this episode is about. But um, yeah, I just realized it. You know, I'm currently unemployed. Earlier in the year, I was. That shit came to an end in January because I'm not going to keep working for a motherfucker who's not going to pay me, okay? There's a basic-ass agreement when it comes to employment. I show up, I clock my ass in on time, I perform my fucking duties, the shit you asked me to do, my job description, depending on what this job is about and who the fuck I'm working with, I'm probably going to go over and above because that's just my natural way of operating. You know, that's just my natural work ethic. But enough was enough. I had thought I hit jackpot with this job. I promise you that shit was like, woo. I was like 
speaking in tongues almost. I ain't even on that run. But it's like maybe three weeks in, the shit was like, womp, womp. You got catfish, bitch. This is not the job you thought it was going to be. And guess what? Your ass ain't getting paid either. Get paid when the fuck they want to pay you. And they're not going to pay you what they owe you on time. So I'm going to leave that shit in the background because I'm grateful that I even had that opportunity, even though it didn't turn out to be what I envisioned it or what I was even told it would be, it was still an opportunity. So I may no longer be employed at that place, but it was still a stepping stone. You know, it was still a blessing no matter what. So I'm grateful and I'm appreciative of it. So I'm not going to rag on that, but I will say if a bitch ain't paying you, ain't no need for you to be there. I'll say that. So that's five check. You know, I'll end it on that note. I'm doing very great but I'm also managing depression. So it's like, basically I'm going through my depression, but I'm in good spirits because I'm further along now in my life, in my mental health, I have a better understanding of what to do, how to cope, how to manage it and not to get off the rails. And, and, you know, I'm in my own space now, so I don't have a lot of the shit like all hanging over me to make me feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make it through this? So in the sense of my mental health, I'm going to make it. I'm doing okay, despite the fact that I'm managing some uh, depression right now because it's very hard to find employment. Definitely here where I am right now, um, it's hard to find employment in most big cities around the world, even in especially, especially in the smaller cities and the smaller towns. So I'm here in the Bahamas. I'm in the capital, New Providence, of course. And, um, you know, we're still recovering from Hurricane Dorian, Dorian in what, September 2019. And then COVID comes and shut everything the fuck down. So we had people from Dorian coming here, seeking shelter and um, employment, people who are already doing that before Dorian, now people are doing it after and now after the COVID. So employment here, it's hard as fuck. I do not have transportation as of yet. I have a vehicle. I managed to come up on a vehicle. Your girl came up on a car, okay? But I have to pay to get it like all licensed and insured and all that shit and get it on the road. So, you know, think great things are still happening. But I have this history where I do not like to not know how my bills are going to be paid. So with me being unemployed now, I'm stuck doing, you know, trying to pursue my entrepreneurial dreams, but it's taking off slowly. Um, I, I, I am a graphic designer. I create digital graphic designs and content, you know, hit me up at the digital designer one. Okay. On Facebook, on uh, Instagram, I'm just starting out, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm managing it. I only had like three clients child. Let me keep it real, but it doesn't matter because those three can turn into 300 and I'm here for it. But other than that, I'm using my natural gifts and talents as a hustler and a woman who gets shit done to make it work. Uh, you know, I offered a young lady um, a bracelet. I use, I make accessories and I sell accessories. I was also selling bath and body work products. Yes, honey. Um, to, to make ends meet, you know, especially during the pandemic. And when I was getting this place, of course, it was going on like four or five months. No. People hadn't paid us yet at this job. And I was like, I have to move. I have a deadline. I have a week and a half to be out of where I am now. And so when I had to leave that place in such a rush, I took to the streets. I was like selling all my shit. I was like, hey, Bath and Body Works, accessories. I was going into the salons and the barber shops, anywhere, everywhere, 
I'm trying to hustle and make this money. So they bought some accessories from me and the young lady saw a carnelian bracelet that I was wearing. And I was like, but no, but this mine. I say, but you know what? I believe I may have one at home. And if not, if I have any more supplies to make it for you, I'll give it to you. So she's like, okay, cool, no problem. So I, some time went by, like a couple weeks, and then I messaged her and let her know, hey, I actually do have it, you can come by whenever. So she didn't come by right away, but I mean, this is months that have passed because I moved in this place um, December, the actual week of Christmas, you know, but I had long since given up my money. So this was even before Christmas with this situation. So she calls me out of the blue one day and says she's in the area. She's riding with a friend of hers and she'll come and get the bracelet. She really wants to be like more spiritual and get into spirituality. And like she wants a little bit more knowledge as far as the healing properties and the goodness, you know, of all these little crystals and stones we have power. So she said the guy she was with also wanted something like, you know, spiritual, something to protect him, to help him, you know, work on becoming the person he wants him to be. So I only have a selected um, amount of accessories left now to sell because I pretty much sold out of everything. Even I mean, like, thank God I had these things that I brought them with me when I moved back here in November of 2019 because 2020 was hell. And had I not had the foresight to like bring things with me to hustle and to sell, despite the fact that I thought I had an actual real job waiting for me here, I don't know what I would have done. So my, I'm saying all these things to say like how things naturally will happen for you when you're in hustle mode, you know, and when you're really trying to do something about your situation. So they come over, you know, everybody got their mask and stuff. I got my hand sanitizer and and liquid and gel and real soap and paper towels. As soon as they walk in the door, bam, sink right there. Let's, you know, do what we got to do for this COVID thing. And so um, it turns out that I invited her here to give her a free bracelet. I wound up giving her a free bracelet, two free bracelets. I think I gave him two free bracelets. I gave him a necklace and a bracelet because um, I told him I didn't really have anything left for guys, but I had two necklaces that, you know, depended on what kind of swag he had, you know, he could rock it. And he was loving it. But I also remembered I had some tiger eye stones. I have some sunstones and tiger eye stones because um, I have this curriculum where I give this health and wellness, you know, mindfulness class in the community at different, you know, spaces trying to serve people in the community. And so as a gift, I would give them either a sunstone or a tiger eye. Um, the first course I gave, I gave everyone both and a nice little um, sachet. It was so beautiful. And I gave them all material to read up on what the sunstone was, what the tiger eye was, how it could benefit you and just anything they want to know and invited them to do their own research as well. So I remember I had them. So I showed it to him. I showed him like three or four different ones because I said, you have to be attracted to, you know, let the energy, let the stone find you, let the crystal find you. And he saw the one he wanted immediately. And I said, well, I have these tiger eye stones on sale. Well, not on sale, but I said, I have them for $25. He grabbed that shit out my hand so fast because here shit is like really expensive. And even in the States, depending on where you go, you may pay $75 for one little small ass, you know, tiger eye. So the thing is, then she saw a bracelet that she absolutely loved and just had to have, you know, because the way I had it set up, it was almost like, you know, I did a little pop-up specifically just for them and they were eyeing some of my stuff and I was like, no, 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 now this is mine, <laughs> but I can show you what I do have for sale. But 
I had offered to bless this young lady with the bracelet, no charge. She comes here to pick it up. I wind up still giving her the bracelet, giving her friend uh, a bracelet and a necklace, just out of pure love. And then they both wind up buying something from me. So I came up, you know, that day, like $50. It may not seem like much, but when you're not working and you hustling and you going out there and getting it, and because of that energy you putting out there, the shit coming to you, it's, it's amazing. So... Yes, managing this depression, but not letting this bitch get me down. All right, so what we're going to do now is going to go to our spoken affirmations. That's always important to me. Speak it into existence. Speak it as though you will have it be in this exact very moment. So my spoken affirmation for today is as simple as this. For as long as I live and roam this earth, in these dimensions, on this planet, money, i.e. finances, will never, ever, ever be an issue for me because I will never be without more than enough to sustain myself as well as my loved ones. And that is what I'm saying, okay? It is what it is. I say it shall be. Amen. All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so silly. So I hope that you all, if you're not familiar with affirmations or, um, you know, if it's something that you don't practice, I hope it's something that you might look into. And when you're doing it, just be mindful of it. You know, you start just speaking awesome little things into your life about you, yourself, your loved ones, you know, your, your dreams, your goals. You'll notice universe is listening. You'll notice little things happening. It can be you on YouTube and somebody will say something and it just hit you like, damn, that's in, you know, according to what I was thinking about. That's in alignment. Well, what I, okay, thank you God for a little confirmation. You know, books start falling off the shelf. You just never know. So I think it's positive. You know, even people that are like really into religion and Christianity or whatever, different things, you know, the Bible does say like, you know, Go ahead on and speak that thing into existence. That's what I'm going to say. So now it's time for us to get on to our random life topic. And again, topic is about guests. House guests specifically, but not limited to an actual home. Now, how many... <laughs> I think a lot of people, not everyone, has at least been a guest at a hotel at least once. You know, maybe... You and your friends got a hotel for prom night or something um, or spring break or the family. You know, there was a wedding in the family. So when you're a guest, you're you have there's this notion, this perception of hospitality, you know, and the way you're supposed to be treated. And I know in a lot of cultures, you know, I'm not just going to say certain people, but a lot of cultures, especially cultures that have come out of the continent of Africa, um, no matter where we may be on this planet today, for instance, my culture, you know, black culture, the Bahamian culture, we are very big on hospitality. Um, and I can't say that things are as in, as in-depth today as they were like, you know, years ago when I was growing up or a teenager or a young adult. Um, 
Because things have definitely changed. I've even noticed how things have changed here in the Bahamas as far as culture and how people are not as close-knit anymore. And um, even in the U.S., you know, it's this mentality like me and mine, me and mine first. Gotta make sure I'm good first. I don't know about nobody else. <clears throat> Where is it? It used to be like the village mentality and we're looking out for people and, oh no, so-and-so broke up. No, we gotta help them save their marriage. Let's cook a dinner. You know, let's get them. Let's talk to him, child. The men get him. The women get her y'all come on let's make this work you know um i'm gonna leave that at that now because some of that shit was problematic you won't try and talk to her to stay with him and he beating the shit out of her every day but <laughs> not that we want to talk about the good portions you know when people really were there for each other as neighbors and as family you know and then so it's changed but i'm saying that to say like there's an expectation if you're going to be a guest anywhere, if someone invites you to an event, if there's an expectation, you know, certain people, you go to certain different countries. Oh my gosh, it's a done deal for you because it's their pleasure. They about to put out the spread. We eating, we drinking, what you want? No, this is how we do it in Italy, baby. Sorry, sweetie, this is how we do it in Sri Lanka. Boo, this is how we do it in Peru. Okay, let's get the food out. We putting out the spread. You know, people, I, I kind of grew up that way. Like I treat guests amazing when they come to my place. You know, I will put myself out so that you can be okay. And I'm not saying that's what everybody should do because you live there, you pay your bills, so I can't see you inconveniencing yourself for somebody else. I just happen to be that type of spirit. That's just me. I love people to be comfortable. I love my comfort. So I will always love and appreciate having an extra room outside of my extra little office or multi-purpose room for a guest. I don't very, I don't really have people, um, I don't have people at my career like that to keep it real. Unless I'm in a relationship, ain't nobody standing here with me. But I've had visitors before and I've had, had people who have had to live with me before. And I can't ever recall treating anybody like a piece of shit. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> so um, some of y'all around here inviting people <clears throat> to live with y'all. Whatever the circumstance may be, you know, oh, such and such lost their job or, you know, oh, I know she ain't working, child. I sure could use somebody to rent out this other room. <laughs> I should ask her and get a couple damn dollars off of her. Now, you know the girl ain't working. Why the fuck is you trying to rely, or the guy, why the fuck you trying to rely on somebody to pay your bills for you if you know they not working? So you want to invite them in. Under the guise that, oh, girl, you okay? I know you ain't working. You got somewhere to stay. But then when you get them in there, okay, this is how much I want for rent. You're going to blah, 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 blah. Some of y'all is inviting people to y'all cribs to live with them. And y'all treating them like absolute shit. You want them to be your fucking maid, your chef. And, oh, this is the biggest one. Your fucking babysitter, okay? Okay? Your dogs, your cats, your kids, your teenagers, all of them. All of that shit. Okay, so some of you do it because you want recognition. You want to be able to have that right to say, oh, this is what I did. Oh, yeah, I took someone in. I blah, 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 whatever. Some of you do it out of sheer fucking obligation. And I'm not saying that some people may not have made some decisions in their life that caused them to be in a place that they may need housing. But we all know, let's keep it fucking real. It don't take nothing for a bitch to be homeless. A lot of people out here right now 
living a life like it's golden all up on instagram turn all on yachts and shit let me tell you something two paychecks them hoes gonna be looking for someone to stay let them miss two paychecks most people if they have not just set their life up a certain way because the more money you make the more money you spend you figure i got it you was doing just fine in that eleven hundred dollars a month space but for some reason now you feel like you got to have that twenty seven hundred dollar a month space your prerogative, you work for your shit, you spend your money on your shit. But I'm just saying, let's keep it real. No one really has to do anything to fucking wind up needing a roof over their head. And we will acknowledge that some people have, you know, some people, they like to go turn up instead of paying their bills. That ain't never fucking been me, ever. But I have been in situations before where, you know, I've lost a job, you know, I've done security before, the post has come to an end, now I'm unemployed because, you know, everyone's booked at the security firm, there's really nowhere for me to go right now bills don't stop I remember you know being in a situation where I was short on my rent and I gathered like 10 people eight people from my family you know and I just said them my rent at the time was $800 I was like $200 short I asked if they could even as a couple donate $20 each as a couple that means you and your husband $10 each you and your wife $10 each do you know every last one of them bitches walked out and said they ain't got it bitch you ain't got $10 out of fucking all of y'all all of y'all but it's cool it's cool though it's cool. So that's what I'm saying. Nobody don't have to necessarily really do anything. Although people fuck up all the time and wind up not being able to pay their bills. The thing is, if you know you're a person who do not want people living with you, don't fucking invite nobody. Don't say yes. When I moved here, although my family knew I was coming here, hmm, when I got my ass off the plane, okay, let me watch what I say. Because it ain't that I'm afraid of offending anybody. I don't want to have to cuss nobody the fuck out. But when I got here, um, I was going to be one place. And then I wind up not being able to be there anymore for whatever reason. It's not important. Um, and so I immediately, you know, called a couple relatives. These relatives were definitely, definitely in a position to take me in. But you know what? I respect them because they said no. They didn't say yes to me and then treat me like shit because they resent me being in a fucking house. Was I hurt? Was I crying? Like, damn, this is my family and my homeless and I just fucking returned home to the country I was born in? Hell fucking yeah. But they got my respect all day. Like, my uncle straight up told me, I don't like people living with me. I'm glad my kid's gone and I'm glad the youngest one, I'm glad his ass ain't here. I'm glad he over there, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad he over there with his damn brother and sister. I don't want nobody living with me. I don't like people living with me. You know that. And I mean, I can't say that I, my uncle could be a little rough. So it wasn't like I really, that wasn't my ideal place, but I was de desperate, you know? Sometimes my uncle can't be a little rough. I love him though. But I respect him for saying that. So, you know, I stayed three different places from November up until, oh, for a year. November when I got here up until uh, December when I moved into this place. I had been three different places and I cannot express the amount of disrespect that was shown to, shown to me. I cannot express the way that I was treated. And sometimes people think because they're not 
beating you or calling you a bitch or calling you a hoe that they're not abusing you. It's the little underhanded shit you do. It's the little shit you do that pisses people off. For instance, you know, one place, the first place that I stayed, I'm not big on meat. I eat meat when I'm desperate and I don't have shit else to eat because we all know to eat healthy is to eat with fucking a tab out the world. We know that the healthier shit that's good for us are the things that are more expensive. So this place where I was living, I'm a sharer. I love to share. But when I did get here, the money that I did have, that shit went so fast. You know, I was renewing documents and um, trying to get my things that I had shipped back home with me. And I, all that money went fast. But what I only really needed was food. So I'd have, you know, you know, I'd go and get some produce, fruits and veggies, and that's what I'd survive off of. Now, I can't say that this person hasn't, you know, offered me dinner a couple times or, you know, whatever, but basically, this person would utilize my shit and their shit, but I wasn't able to utilize their shit. And it's like, you eat meat, you eat all kind of other shit. So how is it that you got like fruits and vegetables and strawberries and all kind of shit in your freezer and you holding your shit for you, but then you, you are not even understanding that to go to the grocery store with a hundred dollars. I don't know what the fuck you going to get out of there. Definitely not here in the fucking Bahamas. Let me tell you something. If you complain about Whole Foods, bring your ass here. I don't want to see anybody complain about Whole Foods and come here to just a regular supermarket. Just the regular fucking supermarkets is right up there with Whole Foods. Definitely Publix. And then we have a place here that is very similar to like Trader Joe's slash, you know, kind of like Publix. They're kind of going for the whole food thing. You understand what I'm saying? So you can even imagine they're even way. Oh, God, I just can't because I'm still I'm like, listen, I don't like spending a whole lot of money on certain shit, certain shit. Yes. But I'm like, what? How much? It's just girl. It's one apple. How much for one? apple? Oh, I can't. Mm -mm. Especially things that I feel like should be free, like water. I, really, bitch? We still Oh my God, those things aggravate me. But this is my thing. I don't mind sharing. I am unable to contribute. The only thing I could fucking contribute when I got there was like a 32 pack of fucking tissue and, and um, what you call it, uh, paper towel. Because all my things were still stuck. Um, I wasn't able to get my things from shipping right away, right? I could cook, I could clean up. Now, there is a time, there's a couple times I was offered dinner. You understand what I'm saying? I was offered something to eat. But what I'm saying is the majority of time that I spent there, with this person being my relative, you're my uncle, you know I don't have money. You may assume I have money because you don't went and picked up money from me, but you don't understand all my money went to my shipping, right? So was I supposed to pay you the money or was I supposed to get the shipping? And then, you know, I remember a time I had offered to get like some cleaning supplies or, or some stuff and like, hey, give them some money or they for gas or something. And they just went, did what the hell they want to do with the money, which I don't have no problem with that. I don't because I can't brag about nothing I give you because I didn't get that man nothing to contribute to the house. I didn't have it. How can I give you what I don't have? But if you know that I usually 
and live a vegetarian lifestyle, right? And if you know, you lived here your whole life, you know shit is expensive. You know I'm used to going to like fucking Presidente. Shout out to everybody who know what Presidente is, okay? Miami, where y'all at? I mean, you can go on Presidente with $20, bitch, come out there with dinner, okay? Denta, maybe even a few leftovers. <laughs> you may have a little bit leftover, that's all I'm gonna say. But I just felt like that was abuse, like... You're going to ask for mine. You will indulge in mine and save yours for you. So that means you eating your shit and my shit, but I can only eat mine. But I'm the one who don't have nothing. But you got more than enough to where you don't never have to work another day in your fucking life though. You understand? So that's one way. The Another place that I was living, I was told to go there. Buy an art. You know, I had no clue this person I'm thinking this place belongs to the person who sent me to live there. If this is my place, I already, you know, go live there until this, that, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going in. A, fuck that. I ain't finna be speaking in tongues or or and uh, fucking codes. It was my aunt, my dad's sister, who sent me to my other aunt's house, her sister. Now, my aunt grew up in that house with my grandmother. My grandmother passed away almost two years ago. But she's lived in that house with my grandmother since she was a baby, since she was a child, okay? She's never left home, never had her own space, never had her own shit. However, I believe that my other aunt who told me to go live there has some ownership in that property, not the one who actually grew up living there and who is still there. I believe my other aunt has ownership in that particular property along with my grandmother. So in a way, she feel like it's my shit. So if I send you there, she can't really say nothing. But at the same time, you didn't even have a conversation with the lady. So when I get there, she trying to figure out why I'm here, why I'm in her house. She's very territorial because she realized I guess legally speaking or when it comes to that paperwork black and white it may not be her house I don't know I can't even speculate I've had a few conversations with aunts and uncles but they're all it's still hearsay to me because I wasn't here when the shit went down and I don't know nothing so I'm not gonna assume I know anything even though I've been hearing different things from different uncles and aunts right and this is from my my uh, father's side so She's very territorial, you know, very defensive. Meanwhile, the place is more than big enough. There are, there could be extra rooms, but it's just big enough. So I lived in the master bedroom, which was my late grandmother's bedroom. There was already a bathroom in there. Um, I, I, I can't say that I was comfortable, you know, in any of the places that I lived. But that has nothing to do with how they treated me. I just wasn't comfortable because I prefer a certain type of space, okay? Um, that's it. I prefer a certain type of space. And so none of the places I lived, I was actually comfortable in. When I first got here where I was with my uncle, that it was okay there. I was definitely comfortable there. But there was a few things there that made it harder for me to be comfortable, um, so yes, when I, when I stayed there, I got treated very badly by my aunt because she didn't want me there in the first place. Meanwhile, I shouldn't have to pay for it. Nobody had to pay for nothing for me now though. Nobody's buying me no pads, no toothpaste, no food, no nothing. I'm still, I'm not fully independent because I didn't have my own, you know, like place or vehicle, but no one had to spend no money on me. I came here with everything that I fucking felt I was going to need. I'm telling you, I brought toothpaste, deodorant, 
fucking pads. I don't even wear tampons and I brought fucking tampon. I, let me tell you something. So a deodorant, I, I can't. I was appalled. I was just, oh, I don't know if I was appalled. I was shocked by how people who really ain't doing much for you other than allowing you to take up a particular space and the place where they live can make you feel like you the worst piece of shit out there on the streets. And that's how my aunt made me feel. And we almost, almost got honestly in an altercation because, whew, one day she had spoken to me in a particular way that I I was, I, my heart was in pain. Like my chest, I was having chest pains. Like bitch had done stabbed me in the chest with her words. I was like, what? And I remember her saying to me like, oh, I don't know why you been, why you here anyway. Joanne told me just to let you, oh shit, I didn't mean to say her name, but uh, such and such told me just to let you uh, stay here for a week. So when are you leaving? And oh, that's why I don't let people stay with me. Cause boy, you can't help people out. You help people out. And next thing you know, they want to move in. And I'm thinking, what? Who, who the fuck want to move in? Girl, like, it's a whole coronavirus right now. We on lockdown. I can't work. I don't have nowhere to live. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't want to live in with you, girl. Do you see your place? Bitch, this shit falling apart, first of all. First of all, let's hope the bitch don't fall on us while we sleeping. Do you really think I want to live here? Look at me. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with her. Now, you may be content with having a certain type of life, but I'm not. That's not me, but you don't know me. And so I'm not mad at her because she don't know me. But I'm mad at her that you treated me like shit. I'm a human being. You don't have to like me. You don't have to know me. And I do understand how you feel. But I didn't know that my aunt didn't have a conversation with her. And my other aunt, in my opinion, I feel was dead ass wrong. Because ultimately, we may not have had any particular altercation had this conversation already been had because her sister could have said, no, the bitch can't come here and live with me. And that's fucking final. And that would have been between her and her sister. And I would have been fucking homeless or crying on somebody's steps to let me in. But that's how the situation went, you know, and I just remember her not wanting me to have anything in the refrigerator, not wanting me to be in the kitchen. I get it. A lot of people when they're working, they're about to throw down and want nobody in the kitchen. But the thing is, all I do is stay in a room all day. At some point, I got to come out and make me a sandwich or something. You know, I make my little veggie sandwiches or whatever. Again, I'm really not big on meat. So I try not to eat the shit as long as I can get me a couple little fruits or, or some veggies. I'll be good. So, I mean, when you see people's facial expressions, when they talk to you and they talk down to you like that, like you ain't shit, it's almost like that facial expression takes that knife they just stuck in your heart with those words and it's twisted several times more, okay? And I was like so hurt. And I was saying to her, like, I don't have any room to put anything in the refrigerator. All I have is like this little bag over here in the corner. What, how am I supposed to eat? I don't have a car. I walked to the grocery store one day, like fucking 25 minutes away or something, 20, 30 minute walk. I don't know. I walked to the grocery store one day and I forgot to bring my little reusable bag because we don't give plastic bags out in stores here anymore. We don't do um, plastic things like straws and to go. Everything's paper here now. And um, 
She has a vehicle, she's in a car. It's like five minutes in a car to come and get me. And I had to um, buy, spend extra money to buy bags and those little plastic bags was cutting up my hand. I felt so bad that I asked my aunt if she could just roll down to the store real quick and get me. And she was just like, no, she ain't coming out the door. I understand, she doesn't know me, I get it. She ain't coming out her fucking door for me. Okay, cool, I, I get it, I understand. It's just like, um, after she finished saying some of the nasty things she said to me, I went on the phone and I called my younger sister from my dad. I have an older sister. She's on my mom's side. And um, I called my sister and I'm just, I'm hurt and I'm crying. I'm venting and I'm saying like, why is everyone treating me like I'm just like some piece of shit nobody who just want to lay on the sofa all day and not do anything with my life I've taken care of myself my entire fucking life and if I was not desperate I didn't ask nobody for shit nothing none of my relatives can ever say they actually they may have said they put a couple dollars in my hand a time or two but none of my relatives can definitely not any of my uncles or aunties to say hey they came and paid fucking rent for me you know I did have a particular situation that's um you know, I don't need to speak about that here. That's family stuff where, you know, after begging and crying and kicking and screaming, you know, everybody did come together. Thank God. Um, so I can never deny them that. I can never deny them that one thing there for sure. But no unpaid, no car, no for me, no fucking car insurance, no rent, no light bill, no fucking water bill, no phone bill, none of that, you know? So, and then for, to have this particular aunt, Treat me like shit. And it was like, girl, you do know, like, you you up in age, right? Because if I'm 40, okay, you want your... F okay, let me leave her alone by her age because age don't have nothing to do with nothing. But my point is, why are you treating me like I'm a piece of shit bum who want to move in on you and live on you and never uh, pay a bill or this, that, whatever, and never work? Like, you don't understand that it's a whole COVID going on and our whole country is shut, locked the fuck down, right? Meanwhile, you the motherfucker who been home since birth, Ain't too many people never fucking leave home. You may have left home and your ass is 65 back at home now. But ain't too many people never left home. And again, I don't know her, so I cannot be for certain. But that's my understanding from the rest of my uncles and aunts. And if any one uncle or any one aunt think that the other uncle or the other aunt hasn't engaged in conversation with me... They got to be crazy. Now, what I will say is no one has engaged in conversation in any malicious or malice way. It has been just a conversation, but it has been informative. And unfortunately, when you sometimes when you connect with people and you don't know them, conversations are necessary. And unfortunately, some things that come up in those conversations may not necessarily be the most positive thing. So, um a lot of times you think if you ain't throwing people shit around or cussing them out or doing this or doing that, you're not mistreating them. But yes, you are. It's in your demeanor. It's in your facial expressions. It's in your tone. You know, when people feel like they have an upper hand on people, then they feel like this, this power. And sometimes it's even fucking subconscious. It's like, okay, we're going to treat this group of people like shit because that group of people is treating us like shit. You, you know that. I'm a black one. I'm a black girl. I'm black. So I know that black people get treated by shit by every fucking other so-called race because we know it's only one race on this planet, right? However, the same people that have been fucking oppressed will turn around and fucking oppress somebody else. I've actually had um, two people I used to be 
good, good friends with. When I say good friends, bitch, good friends, okay? Wah! Good friends, all right? Now, these, I remember them getting into some situations in life, those were the type of people who were irresponsible, who kept landing up and shit and shit. Next thing you know, you're getting put out, you're getting put out, you're getting put out. Motherfuckers don't want to take you in. People don't want to help you out. Or y'all constantly going through shit as a couple. So now family willing to help one, but they ain't finna help both of y'all because y'all both on this bullshit as a couple. You get... you. you if you can understand where I'm coming from. And of course, I can't tell nobody real full story here, no damn hour or two on a podcast, but it's the gist of it. So I remember them having to live with people. And I remember one of them in particular, like confiding to me and, you know, taking comfort in me and just talking to me about how they were being treated and what does the person expect me to do? I can't do this. Everything I do, they say this, they say that. You would have been mistreated. People don't abuse you when they don't fucking live with you. Fast forward to, you know, time when I said I had lost my job and everything and I didn't have anywhere to go. Well, lady, because, you know, um, certain people who've known me for a particular time in my life, they refer to me as lady or Miss Lady. And, you know, she was just like, well, you know, lady, um, you can always come and stay with us. You know, we don't really have anything or whatever. And they've always lived in Palm Beach. I lived in Palm Beach, but I always live in Palm Beach. So in Palm Beach, it's harder for me. You know, I don't have a vehicle. So it's, I didn't have a vehicle at that time. So when I was in Miami, I could hustle. I knew Miami. I knew Fort Lauderdale, the train, the buses, whatever, Uber, Lyft. I ain't got to wait on a bitch. Certain portions of Palm Beach is like, bitch, you need a car. And, you know, I stayed with them, but they worked. You know, they had one car. They shared a car. So they take turns, you know, who's dropping whoever off, depending on going to, who was going to work, who's going to school or whatever. Other The other one would take the bus. You know, I'll drop you off to the bus stop. I'll pick you back up, depending on their schedules. Lots of families do that. When I say these people, on two occasions that happened, the second time I was on my way out, though, that's when I was moving to New York, because I was like, fuck that. I'd be damned if I'd be homeless in Miami, and I got motherfucking family here. Fuck that. And I'm asking people, and y'all legit telling me, no, I'm a woman who could be homeless. Uh, who was homeless? Homeless for months, and all my savings, all my fucking money went to fucking hotels. One time, I spent 800 fucking dollars for five days in the Best Western Hotel. Y'all from Miami, that's the one over there by Whole Foods on 125th Street in Biscayne because I was working a security job. And that's the thing about a bitch like me. I ain't never been down for long, ever. I lost that job, but within a, within a month, before the next month was up, I fucking had a job working security, okay? And so for me to be able to take a shower and be clean and be presentable and have my uniform clean and presentable, I needed shelter, uh, in Miami, the worst looking hole in the fucking wall, they still trying to charge you two, three, four hundred dollars a night. It's like, bitch, do you, are you blind? Can you see? The shit is falling apart. How much? How much? Okay, really? All right. And then some of these places is fucking disgusting, yo. They're disgusting. I don't know. Oh, let me not even get into that. But I witnessed these people, like, just feeling, you know, going through what they went through when they didn't have a place to stay, when they didn't have a place of their own. I remember them living out of the hotel, you know, the little hotels that they have now that are suites, that are basically for people to live out of who don't have their actual place, and me going to be there with them. And then I remember when I was there, 
But then one time I put my air mattress up and I was in their living room. That's where I slept. And I was by the Christmas tree. And I remember rolling over, almost rolling over on the Christmas tree because I was waking up every morning thinking I was still in my place. Like it was like, oh shit, I'm, oh my God. It, hadn't, it was sinking in, but it was still hard. And I just remember not being treated well when I was there. And it wasn't even so much one of the people, it was the other one. And I remember, you know, when this other person wakes up in the morning, they're very grouchy, very slamming shit, bang, bang, throwing stuff. You know, it's one time I thought like they had just taken a drawer of silverware and was like, sh 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 like shaking the shit, but that's not what it was. They're just like that in the morning. And that's cool. But what part of you doesn't understand that there's a traumatized woman sleeping in your living room right now. And it's like 5 a.m. in the morning. And instead of you just using the light in the kitchen, you want to turn the dining room light on so you can just wake me up. It's bad enough that I already got insomnia pretty much and I already can't fucking sleep. So when like 4.35 hit and for some reason I am able to get like an hour maybe. So I get it. I'm in your house. But if I'm in your house, why are you being inconsiderate though? So we all know it's dark in the morning when you're getting up and you need your light and everything. So they get ready in their room. They already have their bathroom in their room. She really only comes out to like grab her lunch, you know, make her a little coffee or whatever. For a long time, I just sat with it, but it was, it was hurting me. It was horrible. And then I'm, I don't even have enough time to go in on this podcast. I'm gonna make a note to come back and talk to y'all about the shit that had really went down that got me pissed off with them there. Cause they was trying to use me. I can't stand when a bitch try to use me, especially when you got more than me. It's two of y'all here. You make way more fucking money than any of us. And then your girl got a job and your girl getting food stamps at the same time. I came there with everything I had. Everything I had, I had enough food to feed me, those two adults, and one teenager for a week and a half, almost two weeks. That's what I brought with me. Okay, so after that, I wasn't expecting for you to force me to use the few dollars I have knowing I'm not working and I'm fucking living with somebody and I'm all the way in Palm Beach to keep putting grocery in your house. So if you making all this money, your your friend make money too, your partner makes money as well, and then your partner get food stamps too, but you invited me to help me out though. And I could have did anything with that food. I made it a point to make sure I brought all that stuff there when I went with them because I'm going to be there eating and I know I didn't have no money. I'm like, damn, the couple of dollars that I do have, can I stretch it out? You know, can I get me a little um, natural ice today and have a dollar for it? Let me stop because I don't drink nobody fucking natural ice. But yeah, I know what I'm saying. You know, come on now. Why do that? If somebody only have $100 left or $200 left, you really want them to spin out and then I have nothing and I'm totally dependent on y'all? Come on now. That's totally unfair to do some shit like that to a grown-ass woman. But my point is, <sighs> let me tell you something. When these people come to my house, baby, and when I come to their house to visit them, baby, I'm the friend, I'm that bitch that when I come to your crib, I'm cooking and I'm cleaning. That's me. You sit down, sis. I got this. You sit down. I got this. Girl, I cooked some damn food. One time I was there, put her foot up on the damn table. She ain't know what to throw herself. Damn, lady girl, you know you can cook. Yeah, bitch, I know I can cook. Yes, I do. But I didn't know you was going to treat me like a piece of shit. I didn't know that. 
I mean, I lay, it's times when they'd be in my living room because the last place that I had, I didn't have two bedrooms. I had a big one bedroom apartment though. And so I'd be in my room and I could come right out my room and zip right to the right in the bathroom. If I go to the left, it's the living room, right? I come out my room, I just zip right there to the left. It's right there as soon as I come out my, my bedroom door, go right in the bathroom. But what I would do is, if I don't hear them up, making no noise or nothing yet, I'm not gonna come out my room because I don't wanna wake them up. They're my guests. Sleep in. Now if it's something important, of course I'm not gonna, you know, hold myself up in a damn room. Come on now, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm saying all this to say, even people who you treat like royalty, okay, even in their time of need or not, when it's your time of need, they can be the very same people who treat you like peasants, like you ain't worth the shit on the bottom of somebody's fucking shoe. And I've experienced that in my life on many different many different occasions and I'm fucking sick of it and I think that's what happened when me and my aunt almost got into the altercation because I was talking to my sister on the phone but although I was crying it's like as I was recalling to my sister the actual words she was saying and my sister's like wow and I'm like yeah it had dawned on me it was like whoa you really got to feel a certain type of way about a motherfucker to even confront them in a way that she did me but to go even further as to say the actual shit out of her mouth that she said to me, it was like, wow, I'm not even a human being to her for her to say that. And then out of nowhere, bitch, all that roaring came up from my stomach and I just started getting loud and I was like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm a fucking human being. I just want people to treat me like I'm a fucking human being. I don't deserve this shit. Like I was going off and next thing you know, my hand hit that fucking dresser. It was like, boom, bitch, bam. So she came in there and I, she came and she opened the door. I looked at her because I saw the door open. I looked at her and I turned my head back the other way and I kept talking to my sister. Just because you came in this room, do you think I'm going to stop venting to my sister? At first I was crying. I felt like nothing, a piece of shit. But the more it hit me like, oh my gosh, this lady is really treating me like I'm fucking inhumane. And the thing is, shit was difficult at my uncle's place. So I held a lot in. I held a lot in. I didn't even want nobody to know what the fuck I was going through there. I just held a lot in. So I think by the time I got to her... And it's nothing I could do. She had to complain about everything. What's that smell? I smell something. You got a lotion on or what? I ain't got no lotion on me. I smell something. Deodorant, bitch. You got a problem with everything. Oh, well, you need to start putting your deodorant and your lotion on once you leave the house then. Bitch, what's wrong with you, girl? I'm in a whole room. I'm in my grandmother's room. I'm nowhere near you. The, there's a bathroom in there, okay, that I did not want to use, but bitch, that's all I had, so I had to do the best that I could do. That shit like something out of a fucking movie scene. That's all I got to say. And I, it's my prerogative to tell my fucking story and I don't care what nobody got to say because if they think this podcast going to be something, wait until these books get out. I got movies, bitch. I got more than books. My life is a movie. Many of us, our lives are movies. And if we actually put that shit on paper one day, you'd be surprised at how many people want the rights to your story. You have a story. Everyone listening to me, people, people like me, we have a story. We all have a story. Be careful of people who want to silence you. Be careful of people who want to silence you from telling your fucking story, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you just got to run around all day saying, hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's not what I'm saying. 
But have you ever been in a situation where the shit just came up and you got to say what you got to say? People got an issue with that. For what? You can have your story and I still have mine. That's your truth and this is my truth. And I mean, remove perception. Fuck a perception. That is your truth. You just told me. I can't tell you how to feel. You can't tell me how to fuck the feel, right? No, you cannot. I can't tell you how to fuck the feel. That's your truth. This is my truth. Your truth may have affected me in a way that this is my truth. This is my truth and I'm not going to take it back for nobody. For no one. So, um, I'm going to take a quick break, y'all. And I'm going to come back with part two of this, okay? <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break. And I'm going to come back with part two. Okay, I'm back. I was trying to close the windows because um, the kids are outside blowing whistles and shit. They're going at it. And I didn't want anyone to be like distracted or not able to hear me um, because of some of the noises here going on in the background. So hopefully it's not too amplified and it doesn't upset anyone. But um, I think I left off, you know, basically saying how it can be subtle or it can be extreme, but mistreatment is mistreatment. And abuse is fucking abuse. And like some of y'all have the best life. Some people, no matter where they go, just because of who they know or who their parents are or what school they went to or who their pastor is, whatever the fuck, they're always going to be treated well. Maybe they work at a fucking particular job, and, you know, and people want to just know them. They're going to be good no matter where they go. Even if people would mistreat other people, you know, they're going to treat them right because they're going to be good wherever they go. But some of them same people will be the same people to turn around and treat somebody else like shit. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't tolerate it if it was the other way around. But you have to be careful when you're doing shit like that because you tapping into other people's fucking mental health, okay? My mental health was never challenged so much lately, I'd say in the past 10 years, as when I moved back home. And trust me, the, uh, the shit with people inviting you ain't have, and that shit ain't start here. I was just telling y'all about, you know, my two friends from Palm Beach. So that shit ain't start here. But they weren't the, the first ones either. You know, I just, I never understood that. It's like people, when you go live with them, you could be there for only two fucking weeks, but they got their chest up. Now they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm um, automatically amplified on a pedestal and I must look down on you because now I'm in this space of privilege and authority over you. Y'all gonna wind up getting fucked up or in the fucking grave somewhere because I had already came here with so much already. Life had already fucked me up. I was fucked up. Then 2019 was a shitty, shitty year. I had a surgery and it took me long to recover from and I couldn't fucking work. So I was basically traveling from place to fucking fucking place during recovery. A major fucking surgery. Stomach all cut the fuck up and just traveling from pillow to fucking post trying to recover in fucking pain could barely even fucking walk so it's i already had so much shit coming on me and my life is no one else's responsibility 
But my mental health is my fucking responsibility. And I cannot take people who can just do whatever the fuck they want to do to other people without any care or concern in the world because you don't know what people are going through. And you don't know if you're triggering them or not. Because I, I, what I learned here, oh baby, I thought I was good. I knew what triggered me. I know what my triggers are. I've learned them over the years. Mm-hmm. But I know one thing, when my auntie pissed me off and then when she came in that room, oh yeah, she had triggered me. But guess what, guys? Guess what, people like me? I was not equipped to handle her trigger me. I wasn't equipped to handle being triggered. I didn't have the capacity at that time to not allow someone to trigger me. And then again, even if you had that capacity, homegirl actually caught me off guard. I was not fucking expecting that. She had been rude to me the entire time for the most part. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but I, and then my cousin walked in the room and, um, my cousin's like, what? I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, my cousin came and calmed me down and like, she was coming in the room when my cousin came in there because I'm trying to talk to my cousin and tell her, I'm like, you know what? I don't appreciate the stuff that she just said to me. That's not right. And I guess because I'm cussing, girl, you calling me everything but a fucking child of God without using profanity and you mad because I'm using profanity. This is how I see it. Profanity was invented for situations when the fucking words in a dictionary just can't fucking do it. Now tell me, any word in a dictionary can replace fuck. What? Fuck, motherfucker, bitch. Fuck, bitch. Fuck you. No, that's fucked up. You know that's fucked up. You're a real fucked up person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what word? A lot of people like to say that, you know, people use profanity because they have a limited vocabulary. And in some cases, that is true, but not in all cases. I don't have a fucking limited vocabulary, but what I have is a fucking heart. And I'm tired. And I have a record of people feeling like they could just treat me like shit, do anything to me, talk to me any fucking kind of way. And it's brought me to a space now where I'm extremely defensive because I'm one of those people, I could take a low. I could take whatever. You could do whatever. I'm a fucking Libra. Libras let you get away with all kind of shit. That's, that's one of the worst things about a Libra. You can fuck us over 99 times, but baby, let me tell you something. Mm, 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 mm. 99 and a half bitch once you hit that half you get 99 with a libra with me once you hit that half before 100 99 and a half it's motherfucking on and popping it's on and popping and for me that goes against everything that I am, all of my personality. I didn't really learn how to pop off appropriately the fucking right way until like in my early 30s. And that was because of the person I was with at the time. Person I was with at the time, that was their gift in life, popping the fuck off. <laughs> what, zero to 60? Bitch, it was no zero to 60. All of a sudden, a whirlwind came through and you don't know what the fuck happened. I stayed apologizing. I stayed apologizing on her behalf. Even to her good friends. I watched her do her good friends. And I watched her do her boss. And tell her boss that she was incompetent. Who the fuck tell her boss they're incompetent? You say that shit when you leave out the door. You clock off. Then you go off on that. To me. To your best friend. Somebody. You know. Um, But 
it's to a point now where I'm defensive. So that's why I even watch myself when I'm drinking. Because you know, sometimes when you turned up, you didn't have a little puff or you didn't have a little drink and you having a good time and somebody come to you with some bullshit, it throws you off. And so you're like, what? And they like to wait until you good and drunk too. Good and tipsy to come fucking with you when you not in your right mind. And you just like, what's going on now? So I don't, I don't really hang out with people like that anyway. And I've always been a person to watch my company, mind my company. Um, because I've seen a lot and I've seen people go out with other people and it's like, wow, if only that person knew that is not your friend. You never let your friend do that. You'll never, never. Wow. I've seen a lot of shit, but I just, um, I, I, I'm not doing it no more. And I've always heard that people in their forties don't give a fuck. People in their forties don't give a fuck. I heard that a lot and I believed it. And I used to laugh and think, Hey, I know that's right. Cause people, uh, from 60s on, people in their 50s don't give a fuck to a certain degree either. And the older people get, they don't give a fuck. Like, nigga, I don't live. Ain't shit you could say to me, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But I think I started taking that attitude on before 40, and I'm 40 now, and guess what? I really don't give a fuck. I, um, I felt some type of way when I started being able to pop off. Because it just, I snapped one day. I literally snapped. That was not me. That was not me. But guess what? In hindsight, it was me. That was Liberty City me. That was the product of her environment me. I've always been quiet and meek and mild. It wasn't until I went to middle school where you got to start standing up for yourself a little bit. You know, by the end of seventh grade, I was like, bitch, this is a jungle. You're not going to make it. All this meek and mild shit. Even if you can't fight, you better act like you're going to bust a bitch over their head. And that's really what I had to do. I almost got in so many fights, but I just never wind up getting in a fight. Uh, so <laughs> it's just... My, we're all products of our environments to a degree. I don't even fuck what nobody say. You know, you have the best of them. Even pastors will tell you, hey, baby, I ain't been saved all my life. Try it. Try it if you want to. Even a pastor will tell you, baby, what they say, try Jesus, not me. Okay. But I, I was very disappointed and let me be honest, ashamed. I'm ashamed. I don't want to be nobody that pop off and do that. I want to be the level-headed person. But you know what? I have had enough. And I'm sick of it, okay? I'm fucking sick of it. Don't bully me. Don't verbally abuse me. Don't psychologically fucking abuse me. You don't have to deal with me. That's how I see it. The older we get, even when we're younger, we should be teaching young people this. If somebody is not good for you, they're not good for you. If you got a person and you can't figure out why the fuck you don't like them, that might be you. It might be you. It may be something about that person that subconsciously, energetically, I don't know, you won't even realize you know, I, can you relate to that? Can you all relate to that? People like me. Have you just had a person who just, I don't know why I don't like that girl. I don't just don't like her. I don't know why I don't like dude. I just don't vibe dude, though. Sometimes it's because we don't even know them. But when you get to know them, you realize y'all got shit in common. Y'all could be fucking best friends. Sometimes it's that person because they got a nasty-ass, evil-ass energy, spirit about them, you know? And then sometimes it's just you. It's fucking you. So... I, you know, and then especially at that time that happened, I was in my early 30s. So I was really trying to figure myself out. I didn't grow up with my mother or my father. I didn't have no sense of pride or joy and my culture, my heritage, where I came from, none of that shit. You know, folks like to beat the shit out of you. Anything different, they don't want it. And I can only speak on my experiences in the United States, although I know it's not exclusive to the States. Because in any country, when you different, different motherfuckers don't like it. You know, so... 
Uh, I just, I witnessed too much. I witnessed too much. I witnessed too much growing up. I can't say that I grew up fast. I came here as an adult. And I thank God that I came here as an older person. Um, I had too many responsibilities too early on in life. Yes, I absolutely did. Um, I don't... I don't know if I grew up fast. Most people will say I had to grow up too fast, become an adult, but I just felt like I was already an adult. I had to cope with being a four and a five-year-old living in a, a, a situation that was detrimental for a child. And I would often rely on what I was taught, which was my religion, but I didn't have much religion before I uh, embedded into me other than what was normal and average before I went to the United States. It wasn't until I got to the United States and started going to church regularly, you know, that I developed my relationship with um, God and Christ as far as religion goes. But I had always known there was a higher source. I'd be four or five years old in my bed crying and I'd be praying to God, asking God, you know, to help me, to save me, to deliver me. I remember praying as a, a babe, as, as a kid, you know, seven years old and like asking God, can you please send me a friend? Please anybody, anybody to love me. I just want one person to love me, Jesus. That was a whole prayer for my whole life, just one person. And then it got so bad, I was like, you know what? God, it don't even have to be um, anyone specific. You could just do one person. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be like um, a husband, wife type thing. You know, obviously once I got older and the prayers, you know, started reflecting, you know, my age and my mindset, I was just desperate for a connection and for love, you know, human interaction and real connection with some depth to it and some meaning. So tell me I wasn't already a damn little person, an adult, you know, having these feelings and thoughts and feelings four and five and six. So, but, um, I was exposed to a lot throughout my entire life. And so, now, I just, I can't. I was wondering then what portions of me come from my mom or come from my father or come from, you know, my maternal heritage or my paternal heritage. Which portions of me are just fucking me, you know? Which, where I get this depression from? You know, where do I get, you know, the drinking from? Not, I don't abuse drugs or alcohol or anything like that, but, you know, some people don't drink. But I'm one of those people, I cannot say that, you know, smoking marijuana or drinking has not allowed me to cope with some of the more devastating times in my life. You know, I've never been like some alcoholic out on the street, oh, you know, I need this, I need that. But we all know that it doesn't have to be like that for you to still be dependent. I may not drink every single day. I may not drink every week, every month. But if there was something horribly Ugh, oh my God, just desperate going on with me to the point where, you know, maybe I'm suicidal or maybe I'm just in agonizing pain. Maybe my heart is hurting. I, I'd say if I ever really had any one vice in life or any, any suffering. I'm so sorry. I thought that was on silent. Um, if I've had any actual, you know, suffering in my life, which I've had a lot. Let me, what am I talking about? If I've had lots, but um, I would say that the worst for me is the loneliness. I have always just felt extremely lonely and um, without a soul to love and care for me in this world. And it's 
not been easy. And so although I've had other pains, you know, in this world, the loneliness for me has been the one that it's almost taken me out several times. I mean, when you sit and you realize your damn phone ain't ringing two, three weeks, nobody, if you was dead in your home, like nobody would know you just be like, decomposed in your apartment, you know, it's, and to deal with that from childhood though, you know, like that's the crazy shit. Like you're dealing with it from childhood. So I, I I don't know, but you know, that's why you have to be careful how you deal with people and how you treat people. And yes, you should be able to be who you truly are in your own home. Even if you invite someone to live with you, you shouldn't invite someone to live with you and then they have to put you out like, oh God, I'm so inconvenienced. I'm so this, I'm so that. But think about it. Why are you inviting them in the first place? What's your motive? What are you looking to gain? Are you looking to gain anything? Is it notoriety? Is it to be able to say something later on in life if it comes up? Oh, I helped that bitch do this. I let the hoe live with me, you know? No, that nigga wouldn't have shit now if I ain't let him live with me, you know? Like, what was the whole reason? If you truly invited someone to live with you and be there with you throughout their times of trouble until they're able to move on or for whatever allotted time, you know, you you gave them, you know, two weeks, a month, two months. For me, everyone who's ever, I've had several people on several different occasions have to live with me. And I always do the same thing. I give them two months. They don't have to pay me shit. All you got to do is get on your grind, get a job, and find a place. That's it. Two months. Don't disrespect my house. Don't do shit here that you know I fucking wouldn't do. If you're dating one person, they can come here any fucking time you want them to. If you're dating multiple people, you have to keep that out there. And it's because I need my safety. I need my safety, bitch. If I'm going to die, it's going to be because some shit I did, not because some shit you did. I need my safety. You know, but I've, I've never curfewed. The fuck I look like giving a grown-ass person a curfew? Bitch, are you crazy? Some grown-ass people living with me. The fuck I look like giving somebody a curfew or not giving them a key. Are you dumb? It's an adult. If it's that serious, don't fucking invite them in then. Now, there are some people who don't need to be invited to your career. Hey, and we cannot have this conversation, y'all. People like me, we can't have this conversation without talking about the most. It's some people, first of all... Ooh, this is a whole nother subject. Let me write this down. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Some people, they ask me to go to the shelter. Some people really need to only keep their own shit. You cannot invite every fucking body in your house. But that's not what I'm speaking about, okay? I'm speaking about when some people have ulterior motives or when they know that they're not elated about, oh my God, girl, come stay with me, sis. I got you, but we're going to do this. We're going to do that. That's not where you're coming from. And then even if you're pretending to come from that place, as soon as the bitch move in with you, y'all never y'all never notice that? All of a sudden, drawers slamming now. Shit dropping. People got attitudes. They talking low on the phone. Nothing, girl. Nothing, girl. I'll tell you later. Bitch, you invited me here. What am I doing? Did you invite me into your home just so you could have drama? Just so you could have something to talk to about to your girls or to your boys or to your baby daddy or whatever? You don't have nothing going on in your life, so you invited me here for that? 
Stop fucking inviting people in your shit if you know you're not a hospitable person. Because let me tell you something. This universe gives life, but it kicks ass too, okay? This universe will kick your life. This world, life will kick your ass without you even having to do shit. So keep on going around fucking people over and see how that energy come right the fuck back to you. Now, like I said, everybody can't live with you. Number one, some people motherfucking still. And some of y'all know y'all still. And some of y'all know your friends and your family still. Okay? We all got one. By now, this is what, 2021? We all probably got at least two motherfuckers in our family. You know you better watch their ass when they come over. That's all I got to say. Other than that, some of y'all motherfuckers is dirty. Okay? I mean dirty, nasty. I don't mean fucking uh, messy. Messy is different. Messy like, you know, sometimes you get ready to go to the club. You rushing. You done picked out four, five, six outfits. Finally threw this bitch on, got to the door, and still went back and changed. Ain't nobody fit to clean all that up. We got to get to the club. Better yet, we going to church. Shit, this, this past the anniversary. <laughs> and we got to get this together, Okay. I clean that back up when I come home. I hang that shit back up later. Better yet, I live by myself. I'm not hanging it up later. I'll hang it up tomorrow when I come home. Okay, you can do that when you live by yourself, you know? When you got roommates, don't do shit like that, people, you know? Y'all work it out together. But some of y'all is dirty. It's nasty. You leave shit in the toilet. You leave piss in the toilet. I can't tell you. One, two, three, four. I'm not even finna count it. Can't tell you throughout my whole life how... (laughs) People live shit in the piss in the toilet, y'all. And for a long time, I was forgiving, forgiving because I realized that can be a cultural thing. Um, I remember growing up and having to, my grandmother came to visit from time to time when I was in the States. She was about the only one, but she wasn't consistent with her visits either. Um, I just had to remind her, like, grandma, like, it's not that serious anymore. Like, you know, not necessarily that we're not on an island anymore because it's not like people who live on islands don't fucking have plumbing. But sometimes it's a means of saving. Um, You know, when you have to pay for water and you have to pay for lights, you know, you kind of take it easy. So if ain't nobody there or you maybe, you know what, we can pee a couple times before we flush this toilet. But we don't have to pay for water this time. Can you just flush the toilet, please? Because the pee start making a smell, the chemicals start, the reaction. Oh, Lord, I don't know. It make me feel some type of way, you know? Am I inhaling pee right now? So, I mean, I, I, I know that people sometimes just want to save, but you should flush the toilet. You know, the, the when I moved back from um, New York, I wound up taking... Uh, renting a room because I got back from New York like Friday night, maybe 1130 that night. But I had to be to work like 6 a.m. that next fucking morning. And then I wind up working a double shift. So I work like uh, 20 hours, you know, and I was tired of shit. But the two guys that I wound up moving in with and rooming with, they would do that. They would not flush the toilet. And then they would like shit and wipe their ass and then put the tissue in the garbage can that had no lid or cover on it and then flush the toilet because they had a habit of not flushing tissue down their toilet. I'm not sure if he had plumbing issues or what, but bitch, you can use Scott. Scott, the most see-through ass tissue. As a matter of fact, I use Scott because I don't like thick ass tissue when I'm wiping my ass, okay? And then when you wet the tissue to try to wipe your ass, the shit get all over everywhere. So I just use wipes. Okay, so for me, the tissue, when it's thick as fuck, you go one, two, three, and the whole roll is gone. It's like, bitch, I only wipe three times.
times. How the fuck is the roll gone? Now you may feel like with Scott, because it's so thin, you have to use more, but actually because it's so thin, you get to regulate the proper amount that you need. Okay, I'm not paying $17 for one roll of fucking cotton nail because it's thick. Cotton nail don't really help me. I don't like that thick shit. Mm -mm. But anyway, <laughs> just... Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going off today because... <laughs> the guest thing, as y'all know, it's personal. But on top of it being personal, I know other people have had those experiences and I've had conversations with a lot of people who can relate about how people will treat you like shit when you have to live with them and keyword is have to I have I must I'm in a situation I have to be here right now bitch if I had to be here I wouldn't be here I'm definitely one of those people who would prefer my own space to a family home but the cleanliness issue is one of the main reasons why I prefer my own space I've had roommates, but I didn't get a roommate until I was, what, 2016 when I moved to New York? And so those two guys that I roomed with, although that shit didn't last, I had to move out. Fuck that. I'm not finna be here. I walked in the bathroom one day and felt like somebody punched me because the smell of fucking pee and shit from the tissue was so strong. I'm like, I can't. And then my dumb ass went to go spray. <laughs> To make it smell better. I wound up running myself out the fucking house. I had to go outside for a good little while. Let that shit clear out. But um, we have to do better, people. We got to start treating people better. The last place that I lived, I haven't mentioned that. And I'm pretty sure y'all noticed it. But another time. That'll be a whole nother two hour, probably, episode by itself. That shit was so dramatic. It took me out my body. I feel like I had outer body experiences there. We got to do better because I almost didn't make it. I had already had so much going on in my life and I was already in so much pain mentally and physically. And so every ounce of strength that I had was going to me pushing through and me working through my life issues, my personal issues, my health issues, my mental health issues, you know, me working on my spirituality and me still actively doing the work as a grown ass woman, as a human being, because no matter what you go through in life, you still got to do the work. You still got to pay your fucking bills. You still got to um, operate and conduct yourself as a fucking respectable, you know, logical fucking human being. You can't just go all fucking haywire just because shit ain't going the way it's going. Sometimes people do. Some of them people get a pass with me. Fuck that. You don't know what people going through. Act up, sis. Act up, sis. <laughs> and I mean, I don't want people to just go out there acting up, you know. I guess I'm saying there's a few times in my life where I have witnessed people act up, right? And while other people were condemning them, I thought to myself, I don't know why this person is acting up. And then sometimes I knew exactly why the person was acting up because I'm, I'm right there. For instance, I saw this lady acting up um, in a bank. I was in the same Bank of America with her in the hood on 54th Street. That's the one off of what, 27th Avenue by the Metro Station? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was Bank of America. 
And the tellers were just taking a poor time. First of all, they only had two in there. Knowing that, that's a very busy area. But it's the hood, so they don't give a fuck. Only two tellers for every fucking body. It's a busy day. I mean, the line may as well have been out the door. They were so rude. They were so disrespectful. They didn't want to, you know, acknowledge any of our you know, inconveniences. You know how they were just, it was like they really didn't give a fuck. They was there for their job and their paycheck. They didn't give a fuck about nobody else. It wasn't no customer service. And that's not usually how we go in banks. Because the Bank of America downtown, bitch, you can't do that, okay? You can't do that, sweetie. But I watched this lady go through the whole ordeal to the point where she was like, oh, she popped the fuck off. But it's times where I don't know why they popping off, you know? And then it's sometimes people are being logical. Now, I don't want someone to be in a position where they get themselves hurt or they hurt someone else or, you know, law enforcement gets involved. God, no, we don't want no law enforcement, especially not with non-white people. We don't want to call no police because Asian people and white people real quick to fucking call the police on black people these days. Let me tell you. And I ain't got nothing against no Asian people or no white people. I am a person who I speak the fucking truth. And if you got an issue with anything that I say, baby, you cannot listen. Okay? But I will advise you to listen because when you listen you can now become become a part of the conversation you do not have to agree with me there are so many people that i listen to i don't i'm not subscribed to too many people on youtube but the people i'm sub subscribed to that i actually watch and listen to on youtube some of them are my faves uh funky that neva baby mr Qu quentin that's my baby you hear me that is my baby. And sometimes I fast forward right past his ass. I be listening. I be like, Quentin, born, girl, Daniva, whatever the fuck. I don't agree with everything they say, but these people are like-minded. They're like-minded. So if I watch one video and I don't agree with something you say, I'm not going to fuck with you no more. It depends on what it is. Now, if you saying some shit about you finna go to an R. Kelly concert, then you know I'm not fucking with your ass ever in life again. Okay. Hmm. But, um, yeah, we don't need to be calling the police. I don't want nobody, you know, getting themselves in trouble. But think about it sometimes. Y'all be so quick to judge a motherfucker. They got a whole TV show, mostly with non-black people on there, okay, called Snap Bitch. Have y'all ever, a whole TV show? They got an insanity plea for bitches who done snapped. Come on, people snap sometimes. People have breakdowns sometimes in life. We're human beings. That whole shit about God ain't gonna give you no more than you can handle, that's a lie. My back done been broken plenty times. There's plenty shit I couldn't handle and I still can't handle it now. I made it through, but I didn't make it through because I handled it. Shit, the universe took care of me. Fuck that. Somebody took care of me. Somebody helped me out. It's a lot of shit that I wasn't equipped to handle and I couldn't. Come on now, we, why, I, I'm... I love inspiration, but at the same time, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Look not. And some people deserve it. I ain't gonna lie. I went to this Italian restaurant, that little pizza restaurant across the street from Whole Foods by that Best Western. It wasn't when I was staying there, but me and some friends went there to have pizza. And, you know, they're owned by white Italians and they were very um, disgusting and their energy and their demeanor was very discriminative. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know those people and I don't know if they were racist or not. Uh, but I do know that certain cultures are known for it, have a history of it. 
and um, love to indulge in anti-blackness and they treat you differently. And we were definitely treated differently. Um, I had a, a concern and my concern was like, bitch, whatever, you're not entitled to have concerns. Anyhow, next, like it was no customer service. It was none of that shit. Like, and then if you're a certain person, you know what's up. If you're an Asian person, especially if you're living in America, you know what the fuck discrimination is. You know when a person discriminating against you because you're Asian. I ain't got to tell you that. Nobody got to tell you that. You know, you know this. If you're a Haitian, you know when somebody discriminating against you because you're Haitian. If you're a Jewish person, a Muslim person, you know it. Black people, we know this. The hair on the back of our fucking neck stick up. We know it. You, 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 you can't deny it, but they were so rude. And I thought to myself, you know what? They want me to be that girl that was in the bank that day. That's what they do. They like to provoke you and entice you and, and like, you know, keep, you know, poking a bear, you know, and, and, and just get you to go there with them so they can say, yeah, see how black people act? Yeah. See that black bitch this? Cause I'm used to being called a black bitch from the time I was a child. Okay, because the, uh, the Latina girls used to let us have it in Miami, honey, especially the ones that went to Jackson. We was all black bitches, although they wore the clothes we wore. They wore their hair like our hair, even though they didn't have hair like our hair. And they dated the dudes that look like us. That's all I'm saying. But we were black bitches. So that's how homegirl wanted me to act in that pizza shop that day. But I refused, but I started laughing my ass off because all I could think of is they want a Keisha up in this bitch today, but I ain't going to give it to them. But when I happen to catch a Keisha moment or two out and I'm in public, it warms my heart because some people, they really need you to drop kick them in their fucking chest. But we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. But it's more, <laughs> it's more fulfilling if you could just get fucking Billy Bob from down the street to go let they ass fucking have it. You understand what I'm saying? Some people, they ain't afraid to let you have it. And I mean, sometimes popping off and letting you have it, it don't mean violence. You don't have to go run to go get a gun or you want to stab a bitch all the time. Now that, you got an issue now where you just always want to shoot somebody or stab somebody, but just be careful how you treat people because you don't know what the fuck people are going through. You don't know what stage they're in in their life and you don't know why they are the way that they are. If you feel like they're angry, you don't know why they're angry. Somebody may have just met, uh, murdered their whole fucking family and here you go acting like a bitch when all somebody's trying to do is get some pizza. And people wonder why. I'm telling you that that last situation before I got this place here, I said to myself, thank God I don't know anybody here. Because if I had access to finding pills or guns, it was going to be a done deal here for me in the same fucking house with them. It was either that or everybody wake up and that bitch murdered. And I'm so serious. Sometimes people have had enough life itself without any other fucking thing has beaten them down, but they have managed to continue to fight and fight and they're still here. So when you come with your petty bullshit, when you come with your egotistical ass, with your fucking prideful ass, with your bougie ass, with your privileged ass, thinking you this and you that and you all that, and you may not even be none of that, but you got an attitude like you fucking Michelle Obama when your ass don't know if you're going to have current or not. You don't know if you might have fucking lights or water or not. Get the fuck out of here. You borrowing money from me, bitch, but you bullying me, treating me like I'm a piece of shit, ho? Hmm. Then this nigga going to let her do it? That's all I'm saying. When you watch the news sometimes and you see people up here 
and you see somebody that murdered everybody in the fucking house and themselves, right? We'll never know why. But we cannot dismiss the fact that some of that shit happened because people were being abused and fucking mistreated. That's all I got to say. You wonder why your niece stabbed the fuck out of your granddaddy. Has anybody ever wondered why the niece don't fucking like the granddaddy? In every culture, we have a habit of that shit. Y'all need to pay attention to these kids. Cultures have habits of not wanting to acknowledge what the fucking uncles and the granddaddies and the daddies doing in the fucking family. But you want to wonder why granddaddy stabbed to death and now your child is in jail at 14 being charged as an adult. I know someone personally who murdered their fucking father because that night was the last fucking night for her. She chopped that bitch up and her family was able to uh, get her a ticket. Jesus. Let me tell y'all, y'all don't have the, y'all don't know, man. Talk to people. Get the fuck offline and get out. Yes, we in COVID, but there's social distancing now. The vaccines and shit is out. Wear your mask. Take care of yourself and be healthy so you won't be susceptible to these fucking diseases and shit that these people keep creating in these labs to have fucking population control, okay? That's all I'm saying. Don't call me no conspiracy theorist, bitch. If y'all research and do your fact checking and do shit for yourself and actually go read some fucking books that wasn't created by the same people <laughs> who tell all the fucking lies in the first place. Just and just talk to some people. Talk to the elders, man. Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all know some things like just stay healthy, but have genuine conversations with people. You know, you can go on Facebook and, and read the series, People of New York. You can even watch the series of videos, People of New York. Just random people. You see these people out on the streets and they're homeless. I always wonder. I, I want to know their story. You sitting out here in a bus stop homeless. Some of them have mental illness. Some of them don't. Some of them homeless because life just fucking happened and they was never able to recover. They were never able to recover. It you know when you go on homeless shelters, there are times when you have to be in. There are curfews. If you're working with the fuck, that's like when I moved to New York. I, I was promised housing first. Oh, you come here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, I get there. Bitch is trying to send me to a homeless shelter. Are you crazy, bitch? I got to work. Look like going to the shelter. No, fuck that. Fuck that. I worked and I was homeless on the streets of fucking New York. But I tell you one thing. When I got to New York, I had, what, uh, two weeks before my internship started. It took me a week and three days to find a job. And I had to go to L.A. for orientation. And when I went back to New York, um, that was, what, was Friday or Saturday. Internship started on Monday. So did my job. I found a place to live that fucking Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me to go to no fucking shelter. But then again, I'm different. That's me. I got to hustle out this world. And I know that is better shit for me. I know what God got for me. So you ain't going to tell me to go left and go live in a fucking dumpster when God say, if you just keep walking, you may not have nowhere to sleep for the next couple of nights. But I promise you, it's a fucking mansion around the corner. Come on now. Intuition and knowing that you deserve better also. Be careful how you treat people, man. When you treat people right, shit will go wrong in your life and out of nowhere resolutions and solutions coming up shit just happening you don't know how the fuck this happened 
You don't know. No, it's because it's because of the amazing energy that you're putting out there. You may not be nice every day, all day, but genuinely in your heart, you're an amazing, kind person when it comes to people. You know how to treat people. Now, I ain't saying you got to be up in motherfuckers' face that you don't fuck with. We know that's something totally different. You don't have to deal with people that you don't vibe. You don't. And it's not good. It's not good for your, your self-care or for your mental stability. It's not good. So um, as much as loneliness is a killer for me, it's my kryptonite, I have more peace and I refuse to be around toxic people or people that indulge in toxic behaviors and and people that can trigger me. And so I, I'm going to have a whole nother episode on, you know, my situation where I lived last before I got here. Um, I had said I don't care to talk about it, but... Talking about it on the podcast, there's nowhere here, no one here, and it's just me. Um, there's something I never care to talk about for the rest of my life, but I can share it with my people on the podcast because I can get through this because no one's actually sitting here with me. And someone may be able to relate and it may help someone to to you know to be strong and to hang in there and to stay stick in there. So just man, if you know that you're not fond of people living with you, please do not invite them. What you can do if you feel bad for them, if you feel obligated, if you feel sorry, is try your best to um, connect with different community organizations or churches or, um, you know, shelters or ask people. Try to get them in an actual home or an apartment, though, versus a shelter because shit go down in the shelter. That's all I got to say. You got to worry about motherfuckers getting on top of you at night. You got to worry about bitches stealing from you. You got to worry about diseases being... It's so much shit because unless you have insurance that you can... Mm -mm. And if you got insurance, bitch, you ain't finna be in no shelter. So, no. Mm -mm. But there are certain facilities and certain areas that are afforded to certain groups of people. I'll just say that. And they are shelters. But we all know Miami-Dade County is the worst when it comes to shelters. They don't have no support for fucking homeless people there. Everything is the basic, mediocre, you know, what the government put aside for this. And, you know, if you qualify as a poor bitch who can get, um, you know, food stamps, then we can put you in a halfway house and send you to a place to help you type up a resume. We really ain't doing shit for you, but we try and make it seem like we doing shit for you, you know? So just, just find solutions or tell them I'm unable to allow you to live here with me, but how can I support? How can I be of a support to you? You know, maybe you can say, I can't take you in. However, I can assist you in finding a place. I can call around from you. And when you find a place, I can assist you with transportation. I can set aside one day a week or once every two weeks to come and take you wherever you may need to do, wherever you may need to go. I mean, it's different ways you can support people. It's not always monetary. And then some people it's monetary and you can do it and you can afford it. You can say, I can't do that, but I can give you a hundred dollars every two weeks to make sure you have food, you know, like something to show that you're a human being. Like, don't invite people. Don't do that shit and treat them like shit. You can't treat people like shit. I'm telling you, is motherfuckers on their deathbed. Their deathbed right now who wish they had just did a few things differently. 
And then not only that, when you treat somebody like they're shit and they're not a human being, you're not only risking their life, but you're risking your life and the life of anyone that's close or connected to you. Because as human beings, we are limited and there's only so much we can take and there's only so much we can do. And I have experienced having a snap without realizing it. And um, I knew that was possible, but you never know shit is possible for real, for real, until the shit happened to you. Just like anxiety. I knew anxiety was a real thing and panic attacks and shit, you know. And I remember my faking ass cousin acting like she having a panic attack one day in the car. Trust me, if y'all know her, y'all will know this bitch is faking. Everybody said, even her sister, that I just be. And I'm trying to go home and she in a passenger seat and I'm behind her and her husband driving and he, oh, what she doing? Panic attack. I'm so fucking stupid because she in a passenger seat, right? I done grabbed, um, what do you call it? The headrest? <laughs> so that I could hold on to the headrest and stick my head around the corner to look at her in her face. I'm like, girl, Zandra, really? You having a panic attack? I'm like, this bitch got to stop. You got to stop with this shit faking about being sick all the damn time. Everybody know it. Even the fucking sister said it. The whole family know it, child. So I don't feel bad about saying that because we all know that those people exist. But I had depression very early on in life, very early on, uh, 12, 13. Then um, some anxiety from time to time. I pretty much had like a full blown breakdown at the age of 19 because I hadn't stopped since I was a child trying to survive and live. I was just like a robot, you know, and shit just kind of hit the fan when I was 19. I just had a breakdown. Even wind up, um, no, I'll tell y'all about that shit in another episode. Let me write that shit down. <laughs> um, but yeah, like full blown, whatever. So as I got older, you know, I noticed there was some anxiety and it progressed along the way. But anxiety got to hit me, I'd say by the time 2016 had been come. I had a habit of grinding my teeth that I didn't even realize it. And I don't mean just in your sleep. Some people grind their teeth in their sleep. No, me. Um, my ex's son used to do that. So he used to have to wear his like teeth guard, like from football, um, until she, we got him the proper things from the dentist. But, um, I forgot what you call them, but it's just, um, it's, I don't know. I, anxiety was crazy. I would be rocking, my legs is shaking and I'm like, Oh my God and then I started getting nauseous. I was like, oh my God, I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing. So basically I've had the worst, the worst, the worst of anxiety. And it's not that I didn't believe it. I always knew it was a thing, but baby, it ain't nothing like when you go through it. You can have empathy for a person, but when you actually experience it and go through it yourself, it's like fucking wow. So, um, Depression is real, y'all. Anxiety is real, y'all. Bipolar is real, y'all. We all have brains. However, we operate from only limited portions of our brains. And those are the people that are deemed so-called normal, right? Now, we have people like people with schizophrenia or people on the autism spectrum. Some people operate from different portions of their brain. Certain parts are illuminated more in certain areas than others. Not everyone is crazy. This universe is so big and it expands so far. We are not the only people here. We are not the only spirit energetic beings here, you know, energy beings here. We're not. 
So be careful who you calling crazy. You understand? Um, some people do need medication, yes, because if you're a person living with schizophrenia and you have outbursts, you can be a danger to yourself and to other people. But it may not be that the person is crazy. Other people are in tune to other things. People see spirits. People see, I see. Let me, child. I don't want nobody to come messing with me tonight, so let me not talk about that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, just... Do unto others how you would want other people to do unto you. Stop treating people like shit because they don't fit your mold. But you want the world to accept you wholeheartedly for every single portion of who the fuck you are. All of your being, right? Flaws and all. Sexuality and all. Gender and all. Fuck ups and all. Okay? Limitations and all. We all want to be wholeheartedly, 100% validated, put on a fucking pedestal, treated like royalty, acknowledged, accepted, and loved, yet we fucking continue to just judge other people, treat other people according to how the fuck we feel they should be and they should live. Let people be people and you be you. I'm going to let y'all host y'all, okay? Now, depending on who you are and how you operate, I may not fuck with you, but you have the right to be yourself. Who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? Because let me tell you something. Ain't nobody else telling me shit. I've been doing the work for a long fucking time. I'm very good at calling myself out. Uh, Sharice, bitch, you got an attitude today. What is your problem? You need to go meditate. Because what you're giving is real unnecessary. And with this attitude, you're going to cause negative energy to come our way. And I don't need no negative shit popping off today. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't nobody crazy. Checking yourself don't mean you crazy. Yes, we speak out loud all the time. When you're home by yourself, especially, you speak out loud. Talking to yourself. Learn how to check yourself. Why are you really mad at this person? You ain't just mad at her because she, she's Spanish. Because she's Latin. Because she's Hispanic. No. You're mad at her because of the way she fucking acting. And the way she acting is reminding you on how fucking Spanish people treat you like shit. So now you're discriminating against this young lady. You understand what I'm saying? Think twice. She's not even acting any specific toward, way towards you. She's having some situation with somebody else that don't have shit to do with you. She may even be in the right, but you automatically like, ugh, that bitch. And, and they do it to black people all the time. Black people, you guilty. You guilty, bitch. What am I guilty? I don't know yet, but you guilty of something, bitch, because you black. Guilty. So, when you finish listening to this podcast, I hope that you have a second to reflect on anything that stood out to you and what it means to truly accept yourself wholeheartedly for everything and for all that you want other people to accept you for and what it means for you to reciprocate that, for you to do the same shit back. And I can speak it, bitch, because I just came through the fire. When you got to stand in the face of a bitch who keep triggering you over and over and over every day, and you say to yourself, I'm going to kill that bitch. I'm going to kill that bitch. But then you say, mm -mm -mm -mm. she's a human being just like you. She's a human being like you. She's a product of her environment just like you. She may not have the tools. She may not be equipped. Nah, that bitch know what she's doing. I'm going to drop kick that bitch. No, 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 no. This is me. This the work. You got to work and drill into yourself and instill into yourself the shit that you need to be the person you want to be. Because let me tell you something, as much as them bitches was mistreating me, as long as I had negativity in my mind for them, that energy, that shit was traveling to them and coming right the fuck back to me.
right the fuck back to me. So I'm not perfect, but I have come a long way. And I haven't given myself a pat on the back yet, but I I could. I could, but I haven't because I ain't perfect, but I could because I had to search I'm not even a practicing uh, Christian. <laughs> I'm very, very spiritual. I don't, you know, proclaim myself to belong to any one religion in particular. But how they say when I look back and think of all he brought me through, woo, me and everybody else was supposed to be dead in 2020. That's all I got to say about that shit there. But um, do unto others as you have others do unto you. Respect others. The same respect, kindness, loyalty you want from others, please give it to them. But first and foremost, you can't do shit for nobody else until you have done it for yourself. Learn how to love and accept yourself whole fucking heartedly the way that you want to be loved and the way you want people to treat you. Okay? Show yourself some some self-care today. When you're brushing your hair or combing your hair, just just be grateful. You know, just give it up. I'm grateful for this hair. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have the use of my hands. I'm grateful to be in a position where I can actually comb my own hair for myself. I'm grateful to be in a position where I have hair. I'm grateful to be in a position where I, you know, have I, I don't, you know, have to fear losing my hair because I have some, you know, terminal disease or something, you know, or let's just be grateful, guys, okay? Let's really, really work on it. It may take some time. Especially if you haven't been fucked over throughout your life. It took time for me, guys. It took time. People like me, it took time. But we can get through this. We can get through this together. Um, there's a message button on my page. Please, um, if you have anything you want to share, hit the button. Leave me a voice message, okay? Leave me a voice message, all right? Um, I love you guys. May not know you, but got a whole lot of fucking love for you, right? And um, if you ever find yourself in a particular situation, because I notice I've covered a lot of things here, and the only reason why I haven't given out anybody's particular suicide hotline is because me, myself, and a vast variety of people I know have had very bad experiences with those hotlines. So I will acknowledge that they exist. You can um, Google um, suicide hotline, depending on what country you're in. Um, uh, seek other options just in case that doesn't work out for you as well. Have a backup plan where if you get in a rut and you really have to go and speak to someone, you know it, be it a pastor, be it a mentor, be it a coach, be it a life coach. You don't have to be religious to go speak to a pastor. Pastors are human beings. I mean, you know, you don't have to like be all, um, father, son, holy spirit, and I'm going to hell ring a kill, whatever. Like just, just reach out, just reach out. I'm telling you, there's times in my life where I had to reach out. When I was going through that shit before I went to New York, I called my friends, my support system, and I let them know, listen, like I almost felt my consciousness flip. My brain, the switch almost flipped from um, sane to not so sane. And that shit scared the shit out of me. And I was like, wow, I, I hear it all the time. I've seen it. People lose their mind, what they call it, you know, or people just check out. They just check the fuck out. 
you know, and I, I know a personal story of someone personally after a bad marriage checked out, was never the same again, just fucking sitting there. After the marriage, totally, this aunt girl could be Oprah or Michelle Obama. I'm telling you, fucking firefighter. I'm like, girl, after a bad marriage, just checked out to this day, nothing behind them eyes, ain't even there. Oh, hey, that's it. So I felt that and I was so fearful for my life and I called my friends and I said, I'm not gonna survive. I need somebody to talk to now. And that's when I found Tiffany. Tiffany B, whoo, that lady helped me. I didn't have no money, no insurance. She would see me on her fucking lunch break. And she knew it wasn't nothing she could do for me. But she would listen. And we vibe. God, the universe placed me with her. We vibe. We would do like um, Reiki and Reiki healing. And we do a little meditation before we started. She had crystals and stones just like me, aromatherapy. Like that lady helped me so much in my life. Oh my God, Tiffany. To this day, I don't think she know how much I owe her. To this day. Find y'all a Tiffany, y'all. Find y'all a Tiffany. You could just meet at fucking Starbucks, meet at the park with one person, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. It's online now. You can text now. You know, I haven't really had, I haven't always had anybody in my life I could talk to. So, but now things are online. Now things you can text. Don't get online and be mean to people and bully people because you're hurting and because you're sad and because you're going through stuff. Don't do that. Don't cause other people trauma because of your trauma. Reach out reach out and some of us go through situations where no matter what the fuck happened that particular situation ain't getting no better we may move on in life but that shit ain't working out don't take it out on other people please hurt people hurt people all right all right i'm gonna let y'all get out of here now <laughs> y'all have a blessed 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 2020 2021 2021 not fucking 2020 fuck her y'all have a blessed 2021 i'll be back with a new episode later Ow.